Hello and welcome to the Legal Perk Podcast. In this episode of our Business Breakdown series, we will be discussing WeWork, an extension of our last episode about SoftBank, and the extraordinary rise and fall of the company, and what it could possibly mean for the future of venture capital investment. In 2008, Miguel McKelvey and Adam Newman brainstormed the idea of renting out empty office space to different companies and convinced their landlord to allow them to rent out a floor to open an eco-friendly co-working company called Greendesk. This was essentially the precursor to WeWork, which officially launched in 2010, and with Adam Newman as CEO, expanded rapidly to provide co-working office space that would be let out to different companies and individuals in more than 120 cities. There were initially very high hopes for WeWork, and its investors included J.P. Morgan Chase, the Goldman Sachs Group, among others. However, the biggest investor of WeWork was the Japanese investment firm SoftBank, headed by Masayoshi San, who invested more than $10 billion into the company. After a now infamous meeting, during which the two had met for less than half an hour before Newman convinced Son to invest in WeWork for the first time. The basic business model of WeWork is actually quite simple. The company at its core is a landlord. It partitions space, creating offices that are tailored to different needs and allow different individuals, freelancers, startups, or corporations to lease that office space, depending on their particular needs, be it a desk, an office suite, or an entire office floor. Much of what made WeWork stand out was its focus on a modern, open space aesthetic, and the use of technology and data collection in order to tailor its spaces to its particular clients. And this allowed WeWork, another competitive edge, in the way of brand recognition. In January of 2019, WeWork rebranded itself into the We Company, hoping not just to focus on providing co-working spaces, but instead to become a way of life. Opening co-living spaces in New York and Washington, D.C., as well as gyms branded under the We umbrella, and even an elementary school. Some say that this was the vision of Adam Newman, to make all aspects of life part of the WE company, where the living spaces, co-working spaces, exercise spaces, and even elementary schools could all be branded under the WE company umbrella. For some, this huge expansion was evidence of the company's mismanagement, since all of these new ventures were extremely costly and seemed to be hemorrhaging money from the WeWork company, without plenty of oversight, for profit. However, many critics couldn't really understand what made WeWork so special. After all, there were other co-working companies that had existed before WeWork, including IWG, which is WeWork's closest competitor. IWG was turning a profit, but was only valued at $3.7 billion whereas WeWork was not yet profitable, but had a valuation of about $42 billion. This valuation 
caused a lot of concern about WeWork's viability. The first being that the company's huge expansion and investment was making it extremely difficult for the company to turn a profit. Another huge concern was how well the company would do if there was a recession. While WeWork branded itself as a tech company of sorts due to the fact that it relied on technology infrastructure and data collection in order to tailor its business, in reality, most people had accepted that the company was really a landlord that offered rental space. Should a recession hit, the company could be pushed to bankruptcy if the small businesses and corporations that leased its spaces were no longer able to do so. This particular concern has proved to be very valid considering the pandemic-induced recession that WeWork is currently suffering. The final concern, a very valid one, was the governance of the company itself, led by Adam Newman, its CEO, and his growing reputation for being reckless with the firm's spending. These concerns, particularly about Adam Newman, WeWork's CEO, were fully realized when the company filed for public offering in August of 2019. Some of the realizations included the fact that certain executives at the company seemed to be using the company to enrich themselves. For instance, Adam Newman had personally purchased the trademark to the word we and then sold it back to his own company for $5.9 million. He also was renting out spaces that he owned to the WeWork company, which would then lease them out to individuals and corporations, thus enriching himself, and had purchased a $60 million private jet used to fly the CEO and other corporate executives around the world. The filing also showed that WeWork had lost nearly $3 billion between 2016 and 2019. The company's valuation rapidly declined from upwards of $40 billion to about $10 billion. The IPO was delayed, and Adam Newman removed as CEO, with many scalebacks and thousands of employees laid off. After this, SoftBank took more control over WeWork in order to set it on the right track. Unfortunately, soon after, the global pandemic hit, and the demand for shared office space declined rapidly. With WeWork burning through around $500 million in the third quarter of 2020, due to a decline in members and revenues during the pandemic, and being hit by a rise in unpaid rent, WeWork and Adam Newman himself are suing SoftBank for backing out of a $3 billion rescue deal for the company. Examples like Uber and WeWork and the struggles that those two companies are facing, particularly with regards to going public, may change the way that venture capital financing will be conducted going forward. As The Economist reports, there is a mountain of venture capital money available, but with a lack of oversight and corporate governance, we will likely see many more cases like WeWork in the future. And with that, I'd like to wrap up on this episode. As always, the sources used in the research for this podcast will be listed in the show notes below. If you like this episode, 
or this podcast in general, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you're interested in updates about Legal Perk, you can follow our social media accounts. That's Legal Perk at Facebook and LinkedIn, and Legal Perk underscore on Instagram and Twitter. If you have any comments or suggestions for topics you would like us to cover, you can email us at legalperk at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.